0: Tell you what, that game on uh, New Orleans like I, I was I was so close to turn oh, yeah. off oh yeah I was just I'm I sure was a bunch of people I was so crabby
1: I'm kind of surprised I didn't
0: yeah I kind of just let it run in the background and was you know on my laptop I, at that I point. might have
1: had to do some rewinding yeah wait 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 what's happening
0: now we were down 10 yeah woohoo <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year. To tell you the truth, Wee. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined.
1: <laughs> 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 my <laughs> <laughs> That
0: train is off the
2: track.
1: Who doesn't love the bounce? castle?
0: Hitler. Just prepare to. Uh, get, yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash and undefeatable. Goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Unbeatables, your semi weekly Pacers podcast. Today is January 10th, 2021, and this is episode 492. Company from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss a two-in-one week of basketball, uh, including the games against New Orleans, Houston, and Phoenix. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, Coast to Coast, like butter toast. First, from the birthplace of Victor Oladipo, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett.
2: What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebutables? Uh, Shout out to the Enforcer, celebrating a birthday this week. Mm.
0: Thanks
1: for reminding me. (laughs) Shout (laughs) out.
0: And uh, from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our Enforcer, John Harper. What is going on,
1: fellas? Um shout out to colson this week and uh on his behalf got a shout out to uncle gary who we lost last week so shout out shout out shout out
0: Uh, i'm gonna give a quick shout out to uh two of our new uh, patrons um dexter and rob thank you for uh for for joining up with us and and uh becoming uh uh patrons of our show um, if you would like to do that and uh, help us out, you can do so for as little as a dollar a month, um, but you can do that over at patreon.com slash undebeatables. Um, you can do it at 5 or $10 a month as well. Um, it, helps, uh, it helps support us and keeps, uh, keeps us uh, on the air and doing what we do. Gentlemen, we had three games this week. Uh, the first one, Monday, January fourth, uh, at New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center. Uh, this one, Pacers win in overtime, one eighteen to one sixteen. This game was nuts. Uh, <laughs> Oladipo twenty five points. Brogdon had twenty one points, seven rebounds, and eleven assists. Sabonis rocking nineteen and eleven. The game was amazing, and we'll talk about that uh, in, in a little more depth soon. Uh, Wednesday, January sixth, at home against the Rockets, Pacers win this one, one fourteen to one o seven. Brogdon thirty five points this game, just looking fantastic this week, and Sabonis rocking twenty two points, twelve rebounds, and uh, Old Depot eighteen and nine. This game was uh, another just a, it was a fun watch, and uh, last night, as of recording, uh, January 9th, at home against the suns they lose this one 125 117 sabonis going for 25 and 22 uh, <laughs> he was such a beast um and brogdon uh 22 points six rebounds nine assist and um Mikhail bridges looking uh pretty pretty solid for phoenix 34 points and devin booker dropping 25, and uh, I think of note TJ McConnell missed the game for personal reasons, which was his son was being born, so congratulations yeah. to TJ McConnell. Congrats!
1: Shout out. I
0: don't know if you guys are in a uh, dad's club or something, but uh, maybe you should shoot him an invite.
2: Yeah.
0: Teach him the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Harper, um, I, I think the the funnest, you know, the most fun game of the week was the the first one, the against uh, New Orleans. Uh, what would you think about that? Uh, the ending of that one? Oh, that thing was wild!
1: Uh, super, super fun game. Um, actually, it was kind of brutal for the fourth quarter. But we get, we get <laughs> bottom line is we got it turned around. We were down ten points inside two minutes. We're down six points with twenty one seconds left. Um, Victor Oladipo hits a three-pointer from Metairie or thereabouts. (laughs) And uh, Miles Turner piles on another one to force overtime in this game. Uh, Like I said, super exciting finish. Uh, We were really pretty lucky to get our hands back on that one. Of the last 106 times that a team had been down six points inside of 25 seconds, um, only twice had teams come back to win those games. Uh, luckily Stephen Adams was one of those guys. So now he's been a part of two of those three <laughs> games. So I can put that on his resume. Um it's I we tough. did yeah. This was just a uh,
2: 8 points in 9 seconds esque like yeah. The yeah. collapse there. Like it was Oladipo hits a three and then Oladipo you know forces the steal um, to get it to I guess it was Brogdon who then found turner who made a really nice fake uh fake the pass you know like there's zero seconds left and people are falling for pass fakes (laughs) Uh, and then just like uh, a shot that went as high as i've ever seen a three-point shot go in the air and then splash through super fun super fun yeah that's uh that's why you don't leave you know that's why you watch until the end so
0: i i certainly had sort of uh got to that point where i was just you know a, a little bit you know unhappy at the end of a game when you you're certain you're going to lose you know and it's like should i even keep this thing on and mm-hmm. so i i did you know and sort of uh, you know and checked out a little bit but then uh all of a sudden uh you know pulls up for that three and i was like if this goes there's a, ch- there's, a there's a chance and it did um yeah, overall, are, though, was I,
2: fun I, I thought that the Pacers played pretty well in that game. I thought that, um, you know, we talked about last week, you know, being without T.J. Warren, some of the things we're going to miss, and I think we missed it in this game, is having a a, a taller wing defender. Uh, Brandon Ingram for the, the Pelicans gave us lots of trouble, especially down the stretch. He basically could get whatever shot he wanted, um, and we didn't really have a guy. We didn't have an answer. You know, we could throw <clears throat> Brogdon on him, but you know Ingram can just shoot right over Brogdon so that was a real problem but it, I thought it was good that guys um you know obviously didn't give up and you know persevered and yeah figured out a way to win a game which is good
1: well, we basically played him through a dead heat through three quarters and it just started to look a little gassed come the second half of the fourth and you're right Ingram was killing the Zion yeah. who's been scoring at a just sc- scorching pace this season he's Behind, I think, I think the last guy to score this many points in so few games was, like, Shaq. Wow. Yeah, he's real good-like. Um, but they had five guys in double figures. They spread it around. Um, that's a pretty good team. They're coming up, mm-hmm. uh, and they put it on us pretty good. Feel, feel pretty good getting out of there with an escape. Um, <laughs> you know, Aaron Holiday didn't have much of a game, but we did have five guys in double figures nonetheless. Um you know, Brogdon, Sabonis fouled out of this one. He did, which is, you know, you assume that we lose the game that Sabonis fouls out of, but luckily Brogdon came through with 11 assists for us. Um, that dude's just been, he had another heck of a week. That guy's been uh, an unsung hero of source just because Sabonis is grabbing most of the headlines, but Brogdon has just been smashing.
2: Yeah. And the Pacers super reliant on the three-point shot in this game, putting up 45 and, and shooting him pretty well which is in stark contrast to the, the game the next night where they only put up 23, um, which is something I guess that coach uh, Bjorken has talked about is that, you know, from game to game, you're going to see a different strategy. It's almost like, you know, depending on what, what teams allow them to do and what they think they can um, go for. Yeah. Uh, matchup wise, like that's what they're going to do. And, and Houston, uh, you know, offered little resistance on the inside. So <laughs> it's
0: tallest like, I guys. Well I like get some six, six. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: all they know how to do is defend three pointers. Cause it's all they shoot in practice. <laughs> right.
2: I thought I, I was super glad that the Pacers won this, this Houston game. Cause throughout the game, well, I was, I was kind of dipping in and out, but every time I looked I, we looked like the better team. Um, you know, we were executing very well on offense. Um, houston offers very little resistance defensively um but houston was able to to stay in the game and were up for you know stretches there um but i thought that in contrast to the new Orleans game that the pacers um did a good job of closing this game out in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. i thought they looked really focused and and had more uh energy and and out executed the the rockets down the stretch which was the the difference in this game, I thought for sure.
1: And you know, in fairness, the Pacers did close out that Pelicans game pretty well. They just waited until there were twenty seconds left to kick it sure. in gear. <laughs> just not normally the way you want to do that. Um, I, there were some problems in this Houston game too. I mean that that is that is a pesky team. They are really active, and somehow, even though they have no size out there, managed to out rebound us. Um, but we did a really good job on Harden, held him to fifteen points. Um. John Wall actually looked like a professional basketball player. player. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: Yeah.
1: it was good to see him on the court. um, If you're a Houston fan or a John Wall fan, Demarcus
2: Cousins too. I mean, he doesn't look like Demarcus Cousins. You know, used to look, but it's nice to see him back out there, complaining about everything Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. the time. And uh, (laughs) but Yeah. yeah still beast and dudes he's still just a gigantic human being yeah he's a huge turns out is an advantage yeah Yeah. even if you can't jump
1: out of the gym anymore it's still uh right still good to be huge but his minutes were really pretty limited they were they were just really married to their small ball concept against us and um we were fine to play him that way
0: Mm -hmm. um i wanted to give a uh stat of the week now oh um, because i think it's it's relevant um you know, I, last last week I was talking about the field goal percentage being fantastic. We were first, and um, I think the uh, the rebounding right now is is horrible, and uh, we were thirtieth in the league. Uh, when I first um, um, sort of checking out specific stats, and we, we've jumped all the way up to twenty eighth right now, mm-hmm. um, passing the Clippers and, and um, the Wizards. Um, yeah, the, this was not what we saw the first you know week or so of the season, but uh, you know they they gave us the old shake and bake on that one. But we we're uh, we got to get these back. I mean, Sabonis look, Sabonis is doing his job. Um, you know, he's pulling down twenty a game or so for uh, <laughs> it's it's a one game sample size, but um, you know he he's doing it. But uh, our team has just got to we just got to do more uh, of that like. It must be something about like once you put on the
2: uniform, like <laughs> you just, you're, <laughs> you're, uh, your box out um, blind spot just becomes huge. Like you can't, you're like, oh yeah, I, I knew I was supposed to do something after the shot went in the air. What was it? Oh, damn it. There's another <laughs> offensive rebound. <laughs> Although in the Phoenix game, we outboarded them 50 to something, 32 or something. Uh, it didn't really matter uh
1: 57 yeah. 46 was the final tally on the oh, it, oh, it? Okay. cbs uh <laughs> they lost by by one to houston which again their tallest dude is like six six most of the time just mm-hmm. not that i'm mad sorry
2: <laughs> that phoenix game was frustrating too i mean it was beautiful to watch both teams were mm-hmm. just killing it especially in the first half um executing amazing on offense and and hitting shots like you said Michael Bridges, Mikhail Bridges? I don't know. It M- mikhail mikhail okay. mikhail yeah. okay. mikhail Yeah. <laughs> it's like Mik-el. uh Superman's uh grandpa or something like that. Oh <laughs> <right? Hell> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jor- is it Col- Jorel? I think it's call L or something like that. Yeah, and Jor is another one. Uh anyway, yeah. It's hard to beat a team. Uh the Suns committed two turnovers which by my uh brief google searching uh is a t- is tied for the nba record of fewest turnovers by a, a team in the shot in clock history. History. it's
1: gotta be right
2: yeah there was like um somebody did it in 2008 and somebody did it in 2015 or something like that although the the game recap said that they had three turnovers but i don't know if you look at the box score it's two right so but regardless, it's not a lot of turnovers. Like the Pacers took care of the ball in this game; they only had ten turnovers. But and we were negative eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Like so, so I'm not super mad at that loss. I guess I don't. I mean, other than the fact that we should be forcing more turnovers. Like you know. I, I mean,
1: mean, certainly. I mean, they were also perfect from the free throw line. I mean they didn't live there, they took 17, but they hit 100% of them, right? I mean, they took 41 threes, they shot 39%, they shot 49% off the floor. I mean, they just, they were doing a lot of things well in this game. It's a darn talented team. And and to get 34 from Bridges, uh, that's clearly a career high for him um, in his young career, but...
2: And their their excellence on the execution end of things is even more impressive when you factor in the fact that they were on the second night of a Mm back-to-back where they dropped a game to detroit Detroit. in overtime the night before it's Uh, good to be young yeah but i mean chris paul is like (laughs) handling the ball all the time he's not young no but whatever conversations they had on that plane flight from detroit to indianapolis were super effective so
1: yeah and they were able to I, you know limit him to 33 minutes and you know mm-hmm. they they were getting contributions from from everywhere so that's that's a darn good team
0: i've been uh looked up uh Mikhail bridges and found this guy's got some i'd say top shelf uh, uh nicknames mm. which include noodles <laughs> inspector <laughs> inspector gogo gadget string bean brittle mm. and pray and that sounds that sounds That's like a bad that, that was spin. Jonathan Bender's nickname he can't just <laughs> steal that and praying mantis okay
2: I'm, I'm sensing a theme here that he is uh, he's skinny has long arms and
0: no yep. body mass <laughs> <laughs> but he had a great game I'll tell you that
2: yeah yeah it was definitely um you know, TJ McConnell was missed. The second unit wasn't nearly as effective as they typically are. Uh, but the Pacers were in this game until the fourth quarter. Again, again, fourth quarters I think are becoming an issue for this team, like <coughs> closing games out. Um, where Phoenix sort of stepped on our throats in the fourth quarter, and you know, again, we couldn't force turnovers, so we got no easy buckets this entire game. Uh-huh. Uh, which makes it hard to win.
1: Yep. But at least we out rebounded somebody. So
0: um, I think uh, I was pretty impressed with McBuckets this week. I thought he mm. he had um, uh, you know he was hitting he was hitting threes, uh, which you know that's job number one. But um, it, they left him on the floor at the end of games, and it, you know when 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 defense needed to be played, he was really active. And he, I mean he's still a he's a big dude, you know, so he can. You know, I think they, uh, on inbounds, they, they throw him on there to just jump around and be huge. Um, and he's really getting better at going to the rim, you know, like, um, yeah, I, you guys remember like how he, he's not to the level yet, but like how excited we get when, when Reggie would dunk it. Like, mm. um, it, it's just extra fun when the guy that's not known for that, uh, you know, gets in there with, with a little bit of authority. I mean, he's, I say he's, he's pretty strong so uh he he will use that um it, to to good effect you know because you got to respect your shooting so you can if you can get somebody off balance you can uh you know pump pump fake and and blow right by if the, if, uh, the defense isn't set up right so i i thought he had a good week and and you know defended well uh for for most of the time mm-hmm.
1: yeah real shame to to waste domas's first 2020 effort in that phoenix game
0: though he was everywhere what about uh, what do you guys think about Aaron Holiday Um, Mm. I was gonna yeah I was gonna
2: ask Harper uh, should I be worried about this dude he's uh, yeah he's struggling I mean he doesn't seem comfortable um, when he's out there maybe in flashes here and there but overall he's you know you can almost forget that he's on the floor for stretches, mm-hmm. which is not a good thing um, for a player if it's his caliber um I do wonder if the you know the starting lineup is uh, it needs some tinkering I, I mean it's interesting to me that Aaron Holiday gets to start and we sort of go with this three guard lineup instead of starting Justin Holiday I don't know if that's something that we might see in the coming weeks or something is flipping Holiday flipping the holiday Brothers basically in the starting lineup and, you know, give a chance for Aaron to do some ball handling against, you know, second units and, and be more of a featured scorer. Cause he's kind of the fifth option out there.
1: Yeah. You know? It's been tough. I mean, young kid new to the NBA, smart as he is. It's, it's a new system. He's playing out of position on some level. Like it's, it's a lot to take on against, you know, first team NBA players. And, uh, it's certainly good to get have him getting those reps, um, and we know that he's more than willing to take on whatever you put on his plate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, I, I think he's soaking it all up. It's one of those things. I think it'll pay dividends down the road. But I'm with you, Jason. I don't be surprised when Justin ends up in the starting lineup <laughs> next week uh, for his size and his defense, um, because I, I, I we've got ball handlers in, mm-hmm. the, in that starting lineup, so.
2: And and Justin's the type of player you don't really have to draw plays for him necessarily. Like he he is in the right place a lot, um, positions himself well, and and can and knock down hits three the three to, yeah. with a little bit more consistency. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know if it's something like Justin just prefers. To, you know, some guys just perform better when they come off the bench. So maybe he's you know, that's what coach is thinking. But Something
0: to keep an eye on for yeah. sure. I've certainly seen Aaron play that way, but I think it's when games have been going well for him. You know, and he gets, you know, you know, as the game goes well, he gets uh, a lot of confidence. And um, but it, you know, the shots aren't falling right now, and it, and yeah, you know, there's just not been a lot going in his favor. So um, you know, I think it kind of shows with his style of play as well.
1: Yeah, for sure, and over time his, I mean, we know he's a good shooter. Like he's just, long before he was in the NBA, he showed, yeah. Mm -hmm. Eventually those things will go down and his confidence will grow with that. But, you know, it's nice to have things go well more than one play in a row. He hasn't just gotten a lot of chance to see that. Yeah. It's been a tough start, but it'll get better. He's a good player. Indeed.
2: All right, well, uh... As good as that Phoenix team was, the Pacers get a chance to play them again this week. Uh, So that should be an interesting rematch. The Pacers actually embarked on a five-game Western road swing this week. Five games and seven nights, no less. So So Sweep! (laughs) Starting Monday (laughs) at Sacramento, uh, followed by a back-to-back Tuesday at Golden State. And then... uh, thursday the 14th at portland uh always a a matchup to watch here on the undebutables suck at nico and uh saturday
1: (laughs) at phoenix uh
2: with a back-to-back sunday at the la clippers so get some sweet revenge on paul george there
1: yeah so five games this week
2: five games this week yep yeah
1: i guess four probably before our next show but that's gonna be busy nonetheless for
2: sure. What are you calling? You said sweep, Joe. Are you on the same train? Of course, and I <laughs>
0: well, and the Clippers are one of the one one of the two teams that are worse than us in rebounding. So
1: okay, so we'll just dominate them on the glass and call it good.
0: Yep, and then T.J. McConnell is going to be out there. He's got to he's going to impress his kid. Uh, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, there's a it's called a baby bump. Um, so <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I don't, don't that Think you know
2: the, what that means? <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean lots of these teams are are I mean obviously it's early people are getting their stuff together but um Golden State who looked like a train wreck early on has has gotten their uh stuff together and they're looking pretty good. Obviously South Phoenix Portland's always tough for us. <clears throat> Sacramento seems like a, a winnable game, so it'd be nice push-overs. to get that one start this off just because um yeah, two back-to-backs in this stretch and five games, and seven nights. It's just going to be hard on the mm-hmm. on the old bodies.
1: There. Yeah, uh, you could be pretty happy if you can escape three and one there.
0: Yeah. And uh, if you are a, a Pacer fan in Indy, um, they are going to start allowing some fans into the into the games. Uh, I think starting like the twenty fourth or something like that. So in a, in a couple weeks, but. Uh, um, but I think they're going to start with like a thousand or so, like the first the first game, first couple of games, and then they're going to uh, ramp it up a little bit. But I think max capacity uh, for the time being, or at least uh, depending, or, or just uh, following the county rules, or was, was going to be like twenty five percent. But they're going to start at start at a thousand right now. Um, I guess I did get an email um, about that, but uh, I'm gonna
2: yeah. Actually, I was going to ask, oh. do you know how they're apportioning tickets? Like. Is it only season ticket holders have access
0: to these tickets? So, I mean, I, yeah, I got, I mean, as a season ticket holder, I got an invitation saying I could start buying, I could start doing it soon. Um, But uh, my guess is that probably, yeah, the season ticket holders at least are the first. Um, And then they were going to do like pods of like two or four seats. Um, Then Mm -hmm. there's, and then they're going to be back at least 30 feet, if not 30 to 50 feet, like would be the closest people can get to the court. And they're just gonna do like the first two, like the the lower bowl and the and the uh, club level as well. Mm-hmm. But um, what they
1: should do is mm-mm. give super sweet, you know, lower bowl seats to people who have been vaccinated already. Mm. Those are gonna be first responders and stuff anyway, which is awesome, yeah. or older people, and that's awesome, and that's awesome. Cause. Those guys bring the ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But also so. minimal
1: chance of you know super spreader events, and that also gets a thumbs up.
0: We mm-hmm. try to keep our super spreader events to a minimum. You know, I know they're not they're not always avoidable, um, <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to say any more about that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, sure. Anything else for for this week, gentlemen? If not, not uh, we will I'll be back with you on Thursday, uh, breaking down everything else that needs to be broken down. Uh, until then, you can find us on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash Unbeatables. Our website is com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message or send us an email. out at com, And you can support us directly um, at our uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash And support us for as little as a dollar a month. Yeah, do that. And for the godfather, Donnie Walsh,
2: and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Slick Leonard, turn out the lights. Party is over.
0: It's over. We're down. And I mean, I'll tell you what, Zion is 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 unnatural. How yeah? How athletic just that dude is. Just everything
1: about that dude is unnatural. His size, his athleticism, is he's just a monster. And, he's and just the super nose
0: for, nose for the basket too, like just you know, just up and unders and I don't know, very impressive. I hope he, I hope he can stay healthy because I, that's a concern that I have for for people that move like that that are that yeah. size. It yeah, does seem yeah.
1: like it should happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. Blake Griffin jumped over a car and now he can barely stay on the court. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Shout out to Joey. Kia.
0: Joey jumped over
2: a car. That is the end of his career. <laughs> <laughs> I barely got out of this
0: chair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Zion, no jumping over Kia's. Maybe <sighs> McLaren's. They're real to right? the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>